was always encouraging you to get a job and become independent. Why? Do you know why? Why? So so so, so you don't do predator no, prey. Asking. So you don't do predator prey, right? Or or, or ally enemy, right? What what else? See, there are consequences of not doing it. It's the consequences that I wanted you to be able to avoid. Oh, okay. Yeah, but anyways, have you looked at my YouTube videos? Of the Quadrant model? Have you listened to them? Have you listened to them? Have you listened to the YouTube videos on the Quadrant model? I'm not interested in responding to that at this moment. You, so you haven't. So I'll, I'll send you some of the YouTube videos. So you can check them out. The ones I made in 2013. Any other thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm not interested in that. All right, so all I'm saying is I'd like to be able to, you know, if we if we could start studying more than once a day, that would be that'd be beneficial, you know, to be, so I can get a curriculum and I could be able to teach people and stuff. You know, I'm I'm just I'm talking about like studying literature, studying a bunch of stuff, but but you know, at, at this point, we, I'm, we, not I'm not interested in studying literature. Yeah, okay, we don't need to study that movies. then, but 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 still, I would like to be able to study twice a day, you know, or, or be be able to ask questions and stuff. But but anyway, that's it. Okay, what? What are your thoughts? You don't want to hear them. No, yeah, I do want to hear them. No, you don't. You just want to argue with them. No? What are your thoughts? No. Never mind. I don't want to discuss it. Yeah, well, I mean, I was, I was asking you for a long time, and you even in Washington, you said that you would study me twice a day. You were going to study me twice a day. So that's all I'm saying. It would be nice if we could study. You know, I'd be, I'd be willing to wake up early in the morning and then also do it at night. All right, but any other thoughts on it? Okay, what are your thoughts? If you're saying your thoughts, then what are they? I, I'm not interested in sharing them. Okay, cool. So, all I'm saying is just just consider that, okay? You, I'm not going to ask you what your thoughts, but just just consider studying twice a day, like like you said. You know. All right, ready? Yep. Um, so it says, The tree which moves some to tears of joy is in the eyes of others only a green thing that stands in the way. Some see nature all ridicule and deformity, and some scarce see nature at all. But to the eyes of the man of imagination, nature is imagination itself. William Blake, what do you think about that? Well, yeah, I don't know what he means by imagination. Again, I'd have to study that in the context in which he said that. In order to be able to have a comment. Yeah. What, 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 any other thoughts on that, though? No. So what do, what do you think about that? The tree, the tree which moves some to tears of joy is in the eyes of others only a green thing that stands in the way. Some see nature all ridicule and deformity, and some scarce see nature at all. But to the eyes of the man of imagination, nature is imagination itself. Any thoughts on Well, I could. I just said what my thoughts are, but basically he's saying... Some some see just the tree, the, the the secondary, and some see the primary. Some have eyes to see but do not see, and ears to hear but do not hear. 
you think that maybe like that, that, that nature is imagination itself? Do you think that that could also be the idea of like mathematical, like it comes from the world of forms, like the ideas, the world of ideas? Any thoughts on that? I don't know. It could, again, I would have to study that in order to be able to make an intelligent comment. But, but what do you think about that? Do you think that that's, that's possible too? Like, you know, fractals and stuff, mathematical and everything? Well, I say I would have to. No, but no, I, no, 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 no. That's not what he's saying. I'm asking you that. I'm asking you. What do you think about that? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, doesn't. So, what, what do you think about when uh, Jesus wept, Grandpa? So you know, William Blake was talking about moving people to tears, and we were talking about feelings and emotions yesterday. What do you think about what, what do you think about that? Mo moving people to tears. You think that that? What do you, what do you think Blake was referring to? Any thoughts? Is that like, is that feelings or is that, huh? Well, like I said before, sometimes music will move me to tears. It's not emotion. Something beyond emotion. It's kind of a, just a release. Just a letting go. But, it, you know, that but, but music takes the form of tears. Music can bring, definitely evoke emotion, right? Like Beethoven and stuff. Yeah. But you would say that Mozart more goes beyond emotion. Well, again, it depends upon the eye of the beholder. Some some listen to Mozart and see and hear only instruments. Others <clears throat> have their imagination awakened. And what do you mean by imagination? Right? The, the, the king, the king uh, listened to Mozart and he said he had too many notes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what, what do you mean by imagination awakening? Any thoughts, man? No, I was just trying to quote that earlier quote. Mm. Yeah, doesn't. So, so what, do, what do you think about uh, the, the idea of Jesus weeping, though? When, 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 remember when Jesus wept? Any thoughts, man? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, that's what I meant when I said music can lead to shedding tears. Maybe he had the same kind of response to whatever it was he was responding to. I don't, I don't remember <clears throat> what it was. Oh, he looked over the city and wept. Wasn't that it? Um, I guess so. I don't know. But but so was was that emotion or was that not? <clears throat> uh, I doubt it was emotion. I don't know. But you like know, I said is, before, is, isn't that kind of the huh? What? Like I said before, it's like responding to music <clears throat> by a shit tear. That's probably what happened there. But it wasn't emotion. It was beyond emotion. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you uh, some cases with Jesus crying, right? So it says, but, but you know, don't people say that that's a definition of emotion? Like crying is an emotion, like, but you're saying it's not an emotion in this case because emotion is like self-confirmatory, right? But is that the case or what? Right. 
See, emotion is evo evoked by paying attention to something. And tears being released is freeing your attention from, from, from everything. Nothing to which to pay attention. Just totally freeing, freeing your attention. So then that would be passion as opposed to emotion or what? Just be awareness. So it, it, mm -hmm. presence. So what, what, okay, here, pure here, consciousness. Yeah, okay. Here, here's here's one of the here's one of the quotes where it says that that Jesus cried. It says when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, "Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died." Remember that's Lazarus. When Jesus saw her weeping, yeah. and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping. He was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened his eyes, the eyes of the blind man, have kept this man from dying? Any thoughts? That's just another example of what I was just saying about weeping. How so? Well, just that just seems another example of the same thing. Amount of transfiguration type of awareness. But 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 that was an amount of transfiguration. That was because he was crying because Mary was 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 crying and stuff, right? Well, I don't think I don't think that was it. I don't think it was in response to Mary's crying or anybody else's crying. I don't know. Could be, but it I, it doesn't appear to be. So so this is this is this is what some people say. So significance. Has been attributed to Jesus' deep emotional response. To, this is what they this is what they say. Ready? This is this is what Wikipedia says. The interpretation: Significance has been attributed to Jesus' deep emotional response to his friends weeping and his own tears, including the following. So they say it's a deep emotional response, but you don't think so, right? What do you think? You th you think that he didn't feel anything? No, I didn't say that. I'm just saying it was more than an. an an emotional response. So it was an emotion, emotional response, but just more, or was it not emotional response? It was more than. So it says, weeping demonstrates that Christ, this is, this is one interpretation, weeping demonstrates that Christ was a true man with real bodily functions, such as tears, sweat, blood, eating, and drinking. No for comparison to emphasis laid on Jesus' eating during the post-resurrection experience. His emotions and reactions were real. Christ was not an illusion or spirit. Pope Leo the Great referred to the passage when he discussed the two natures of Jesus. In his humanity, Jesus wept for Lazarus. In his divinity, he raised him from the dead. Any thoughts? Well, that might be right. That's just not the way I've seen and understood that passage. So it says, so how do you see it? Any other thoughts, sir? Well, just 
Just what I've been saying. So, so, so it says the sorrow, sympathy, and here's another interpretation. The sorrow, sympathy, and compassion Jesus felt for all mankind. And this is another interpretation. The rage he felt against the tyranny of death over mankind. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, see, again, that's, a, that's an interpersonal uh, explanation. A cause and effect. Reason, explanation. So it says, although the bystanders, so it says, although the bystanders interpreted his weeping to mean that Jesus loved Lazarus, witness Lee considered the Jews' opinion to be unreasonable, given Jesus' intention to resurrect Lazarus. Lee argued instead that every person to whom Jesus talked in John 11, his disciples, Martha, Mary, and the Jews, was blinded by their misconceptions. Thus he groaned in his spirit, because even though even those who were uh, closest to him failed to recognize that he was, as he declared in verse 26, the resurrection and the life. Finally, at the graveside, he wept in sympathy with their sorrow over Lazarus's death. Any thoughts? Yes, same thing. That's giving an interpersonal explanation for the phenomena. See, I keep going back to the Mount of Transfiguration. What Jesus was inviting people was or the, the three or the two disciples is to not put it into action, not put it into an explanation, and not put it into an emotion. Just be aware. I have nothing to pay attention to. Just be aware. Just be fully aware at this time. And to me, that's what he's doing in all of those situations. So yeah. And so, when you're so, fully aware, when you're fully aware, you you may. One, one thing you may do is shed tears. That's a possibility. Another is you may collapse. Um, you know, like fundamentalists imitate that when they call being slain in the spirit. See, it could result in different kinds of physical responses. Tears, collapsing... Maybe even kind of an ecstatic um, um, jumping up and down. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was just responding to his environment? Or what? No, he was, he was in that, that, that magical moment of full-spectrum awareness. He, he was always in that, huh? certain events uh, triggered that it's like I've said and I don't know that it's true I don't know that anybody could be in the flow 24 hours a day 7 days a week constantly I don't think even Jesus was so what do you think about the idea of uh, okay but and here's, here's the other quote where it says that Jesus wept it says I tell you he replied if they keep quiet oh no it says uh when he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles he had, he, they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory to the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep 
uh, quiet, the stones will cry out. Any thoughts on meaning that? Well, you're just saying when you're when you're in that moment of awareness, uh, there's nothing you can do to stop stop the consequences of that. So then, and then the person said, as he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, "If you even." If you even you had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and your children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. Any thoughts on that? The same response I've had to the other ones. So, so what do you think about the the notion of emotional intelligence? Any thoughts? No, I don't know what that means. There's there's an IQ intelligence quotient, and then there's also an emotion an EQ emotional intelligence quotient. What do you think about that? Well, I've never heard it or studied it, so I don't know what that means. And they have a whole book on it. It's called it's called emotional intelligence. Uh, it's, it's it's really popular in psychology, actually. There's, there's, there's four main ones. There's like social intelligence, IQ, which is like the regular intelligence, emotional intelligence, and, and then there's, there's cultural intelligence, but emotional is one of them. And then, and then also some people say there's other ones like spiritual intelligence, but those are also quad based around quadrants, but, and so is emotional intelligence. There's four aspects of it. But any thoughts on that? No. So what do you, what do you think about it? Yeah. Okay. I know, but let let, let, let me, let me tell you then. So, so emotional intelligence, they say it's like, you know, being able to be like emotionally intelligent, you know, use your emotions in an intelligent manner. Like, what do you think about that? Well, I don't know what that means. Like, you know, you know how to express happiness or express sadness in certain situations and you, you won't, you, you know, you probably not, you know, no, not when to use anger and, you know, it's, it's like using a, a emotional intelligence and it doesn't. No, sounds like it could be a, a strategy and formula book, hmm. a book of strategies and formulas for expressing your emotions intelligently. I don't know. Hmm. See, I'm in no position to comment on it since I've never studied <clears throat> that. Never encountered that phenomena. This is what it says. In the past few decades, educators and psychologists have been making an effort to understand intelligence and achievement on a more nuanced level. Um, so it says, uh, they may not even be the most important advantages. Okay. So while cognitive intelligence refers to such abilities as understanding information, solving problems, and making decisions, emotional intelligence is more subtle and does not always go hand in hand with these skills. These abilities include understanding the needs and feelings of oneself and other people and responding to others in appropriate ways. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, I would call that just discernment. You don't, you don't like the, you just don't like the word emotional, huh? Because it's like ego oriented or? No, no. I don't know that there's any separate categories of discernment. So it says, it says it was named in 1990 by two scientists, Peter Suave and John D. Mayer, 
who described it as a form of social intelligence that involves the ability to monitor one's own and others' feelings and emotions, to discriminate against, uh, among them, and to use this information to guide one's thinking and action. Sounds like a, a a strategy or formula for benefiting from your emotional awareness, awareness of emotions, mm-hmm. your own and others. So they call it people smarts, as opposed to like book smarts. Yeah. What What do you think about that idea? People People smarts versus book, book smarts. Well, again, I, I have nothing new to say except that it just sounds like another way yeah. of okay. talking about discernment. Okay, so it says, but, but emotional intelligence is a new and somewhat sleepery concept. It helps to break it down into four main categories when seeking to understand it. The four, and it's based around a quadrant, but there's a self-awareness. Self-awareness is the first part. Emotional self-awareness, the ability to know yourself and understand your feelings. Accurate self-assessment, understanding your strengths and weaknesses and their effects. Self-confidence, having faith in yourself and being willing to put yourself forward. What do you think about that? Yeah, those are all uh, helpful qualities. So then it says self-management, emotional self-control, an important part of emotional maturity, controlling your feelings and or expressing them in appropriate settings is a key skill. What do you think about that? Yeah. Is that what Jesus did? And Again, yeah, I see. As a result of his discernment, yes. These were intuitive and inspired responses. But they, they weren't emotional responses, but it was because he, he was in a, in a higher con- inspired response. No, yeah, they may have been expressed emotional with emotion, yes. Or, with his emotions, but you, you yes. But you were just saying, though, before that you didn't think that they were emotions, though. No, I didn't, I didn't say they weren't emotions. I'm just saying that just, that's just a different way of describing discernment. No, 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 no. Before, when we were talking about Jesus weeping, you were saying that you doubted that they were emotions. You were saying that you thought that they were not emotions. Yeah. But now you're saying that you do that they might have been emotions. Is that what you're saying now? All right, so then it says achievement, being goal-oriented and being able to work toward goals. That's another part of self-management. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's goal orientation is magnificent in its accomplishments. But it's just limited in its reach. So it says initiative, being self-motivated and having the ability to keep working despite setbacks. What do you think about that? So being guided by your commitments rather than your story. And why is that so important? Well, so you don't get distracted. So it says transparency. waste your energy and attention. So it says transparency, uh, being honest and open, interacting with integrity and being trustworthy. Any thoughts on And then adaptability, showing re- resilience and the ability. These are all parts of self-management. And then adaptability, showing resilience and the ability to change course when necessary. Any thoughts? Yeah, that's, that's 
useful um, it's beneficial to be able to be free to, to respond intuitively with what's appropriate so that's like the flow that's like flexibility in the flow right but but so but they're calling this emotional intelligence, and you you wouldn't agree with that. Well, you can call it that. But, I'm just saying it's more than that. But does it include emotion as well, or is it something beyond emotion? Or it could it could include it, but it also could be inspired. And that's not emotional, right? Right. So then there's optimism, having a positive outlook, hoping for the best, and preparing for success. It does. So that, that's an important part of emotional intelligence? Well, it's, a, it's an important part about being in the flow, being committed to preparing for being caught up in the flow. What, what, what do you think about like outlook, Grandpa? Is outlook important? Yeah. What is outlook and, and why is it important? Well, that's you. Your view, your your vision of what life is all about. Any of those? Your vision makes a profound difference in your life. Is is there any any, any suggestions with me and vision? Any thoughts on it? No. All right. So, and then the third the third component is social awareness. So that that includes empathy. One of the pillars of the ability to form connections with others, understanding and acknowledging others' emotions. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah again, that's an important uh, uh, result of discernment. To be able to discern that in people. So, but you would, you would say that that's not an emotion. That's more of inspired. What about like an autistic person or, or maybe like, you know, some people say like INTPs or like NTs just in general, they, they're less emotional. What do you think about that idea? Any thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. That's all a part of our, our different, our uniqueness. So it says service orientation, being helpful, contributing to group effort and displaying good listening skills. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's all a part of growing up. So, so now you're having more of a respect for this emotional intelligence idea. Am, am I right? Yeah, at first you, you didn't have much of a respect for it, but now now you have more respect for it or what? No, I'm just saying that's just another way of talking about discernment. That's all I'm saying. No, I know, but but now I don't now, have any dis No, no, no. All I'm saying is I don't have any disrespect. I don't have any disrespect for it or respect no, for no, it. No, I'm, I'm saying at first At first, you were saying that you thought of it as a strategy formula thing. That's what you thought of emotional intelligence. But now you're starting to see, oh, they're, they, that's not what they were talking about. That's not what these guys were referring to. Is that, is, am I right in saying that or no? I don't know. All right, and then the next, last part is organizational awareness, the ability to explain yourself well and be aware of how you are being understood as well as sensing the level of comprehension of your audience. Any thoughts? Another, another result of discernment. So then the last part of emotional intelligence, the fourth part, is relationship management. So that's inspirational leadership, like being a, a good mentor, role model, and authority figure. Any thoughts? No. Influence, articulating points in persuasive, clear ways that effectively motivate others. What do you think about that? 
strategy. So you don't think that that's what Jesus did? Well, he did it, but not as a strategy. So he influenced people because you didn't like an idea of influence because then then you're you're telling people what to do instead of like awakening their their inspiration, right? Or their revelation, right? Yeah, he 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 didn't influence them. See, force force influences presence invites. So instead of influencing, he invited. <laughs> so so he, he allowed them to see for themselves. He opened them to, to the revelation. Right. So then, And then conflict management, having the skills to improve relationships, negotiate and lead, the ability to settle disputes, differences of opinion and misunderstandings. Any thoughts? Yeah, those are good strategies from using fruit from the tree of knowledge. Wouldn't a lot of this just have to do with like your verbal skill capacity and like, you know, the amount of books you read so you can understand like social situations? Like any thoughts on it? Yeah, that's all fruit collected from the tree of knowledge. So it says change catalyst, recognizing and supporting the needs of change and making it happen. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, again, is that influencing or in or inviting and inspiring and then developing others helping others build their skills and knowledge and then and it doesn't yeah it's very helpful helping people to collect fruit from the tree of knowledge and strengthen the ego is that like thinking emotion doing dreaming the third quadrant or what yeah probably so then, and then the final one is it says it says teamwork and collaboration, working with others in an effective manner. Any thoughts on it? Yeah, see that's that's an interpersonal cooperation strategy. But is that important? Or? Well, not as a strategy, but it's an an appropriate mode of being uh, in occasions where. Cooperation is appropriate. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts? No. Um. All right. So, so this is what this is what the Pope was saying though. Pope, the Pope was saying. I, I listened to one of his audiobooks, and he was saying that you know you should weep when you see an abandoned child. What do you think about that? You think that the Pope follow my guidance? You think the Pope tends to influence to be more influence oriented? Yes. Why? Why? Why do you think that? Well, just that's traditionally what the Pope has done. He's supposed to be the right hand of God. God's. He's he's about personal personal salvation, right? church doesn't focus too much on personal salvation but they focus more on works personal works but that's for personal salvation right social welfare gospel or what yeah so then so so yeah i said but you should weep when you see an abandoned child 
so he was saying like you should be in touch with your emotions, you know. And then another thing he said in the audio book was he was he was saying like, uh, um, and then he and then he pointed out he said you know Jesus wept you should weep too, and then he said like and he, and he said don't buy an expensive car because he said think of the children dying of hunger. What do you think about that? Yeah, again, that's social gospel. Because because you would say that it doesn't really matter if you buy an expensive car or not. It's the, it, what matters is the flow, right? Yeah, well, that's the most important issue, yes. But you have a, a fancy car, Grant, but what, what would you say to the Pope in this situation? Well, yeah, I have a fancy car, and I bought it used for less than what I would buy a regular car. But, and then also the Pope was saying that also, because you don't want to, she was saying you don't want to show off. You know, you want to be humble. Like, what, what do you think about that? Well, again, that's a, a strategy. You see, those kinds of things will happen when you grow up. See, they're a byproduct of growing up. They're not a, a strategy for being an insider. Yeah, because, you know, so somebody could try to being be humble. a good guy. Being, yeah. Being you know, a strategy for being superior. Yeah. You're a superior... But your your humility is superior. But what what, what what do you what do you think about the Pope saying that? You know, like he's saying you don't buy don't buy that fancy car. You could have spent that money that you spent on that Mercedes car, but you could have bought something less expensive, and you could have used that money to, to feed the homeless. What do you what do you think about that? Yeah, he's right. He's right. Well, why not? Why then then did you make a mistake in getting that car or what? No. And and why would you say that it's not a mistake? And why would you why would you? You know, it, well, why do you say that? Any thoughts on that? No. Can, can you explain why it's not? No, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying... I just made what I consider to be an intelligent decision. You think that there was ego involved with it? Yeah. Yeah, that's her. No. So, uh, you know, this like the idea of you know people would say like don't don't worry about the rain and stuff, because they might say like yeah you know whether you worry or not it's not going to affect the the fact that what it's not going to affect whether it rains or not. What do you think about that? Yep. Worrying about the rain or worrying about having your car stolen or worrying about. Buying the wrong kind of car or spending too much money, worry about all of that stuff is just your, that's, that's your um, video game that you're playing in your head. A video game that you're playing in, without the use of artificial intelligence. Mm. What do you mean by that? Any thoughts on No, that's it. It's just, a, it's just a video game. Worry is a self-entertainment. But but sometimes you know worrying can can be beneficial. Like you know somebody might worry about like his his computer being hacked. So then he he puts up safeguards and stuff, and that might actually protect it. Whereas if he didn't worry, then he might not have put up the safeguards. What do you think about that? Well, see if you worry about it, then you're probably going to get it. See you 
See, when you're worrying about it, you're already experiencing it. You're already inviting it into your experience. And that will even increase the probability of it happening. Yeah. Well, I, I was thinking like, you know, the, the, when that guy sent me that, that uh, computer virus in, in the email or in my messenger, I clicked on it. It said, is this you in this video? And I clicked on it because, because, you know, I was in, in my ego. I was like, huh, is that me? I was like, you know, in my ego and, and also that same ego orientation would be like the same ego orientation of, of being fe of fear of getting your computer hacked by a virus, right? Yeah. Still ego oriented. So, so I clicked on it and then I got the virus, you know, it, 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 was, it was, it was, it was my ego orientation. And that, that same ego orientation was, was based around my fear. You know, if, if I didn't have that ego orientation, I wouldn't have clicked on the, on the thing. You know what I mean? But but here's Good the thing. learning experience. Yeah, but what, what, what do you think about this though, Grandpa? Uh, thought thoughts do if you know how do we know though? Maybe your thoughts do affect the rain. You know, they're saying like, oh yeah, don't worry about it. Whether you worry or not, it's not going to affect whether it rains or not. How do you know? Maybe your mind does affect the rain. Any thoughts on that? Well, as I've said many times in many occasions. I see no evidence that it does, but just because I see no evidence doesn't mean that it's not a reality. I mean, if everything's one, everything's you know the matrix illusion and stuff. Yeah, may, maybe your 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 mind, you know, your mind, your thoughts. You know, we, we talked about Neville Goddard talked about that. How you your thoughts affect reality? Any thoughts on that? Like I say, could be. What what is your body, Grandpa? in the world any other thoughts it's a temporary pattern in an eternal event um, I remember remember yesterday we were uh, listening to that humanistic uh existential psychology thing yeah uh, can, can we can we listen to it a little bit right well it'll probably be a waste of your time and my time but go for it if you want right. now here are some of the goals of person-centered therapy if we just focus on the first three how would you as a clinician work towards helping the client? So what do you think about that idea? Just like person centered therapy. Any thoughts? Sir? Well, that's in contrast to ego centered. Yeah. How so? Well, you're focusing on the person and your way of being and the things that are happening in the world rather than the ego and things that happen to you. So your way of causes being... Causes and... Yeah. But, but is you're it... focusing on... Focus on what? You're not, foc you're not focusing on the past. Your, your focus is, is intended toward the present. But what about like uh, you know this whole person-centered therapy? Is is that in is that is that transpersonal? 
No, it's interpersonal. So, so this is so you're saying when you say ego, you're you're is that impersonal or what? No, that could be interpersonal also. Okay. So, but so then you don't look that highly upon person-centered therapy. You look more highly upon transpersonal. Right. These therapeutic goals over time. As we consider the remaining goals, remember that goals are essentially established by the client. And think about how Gloria, in this week's therapy video, came into her session with Rogers with specific goals that she wanted to achieve. What do you think about that, Gabba? Yeah, well, that's better than having no goals and then wanting the, the therapist to be in charge of making something happen. Yeah, that's like, it's better than, like, taking your cat into the vet and saying, fix it. You can take yourself into the psychiatrist or counselor and say, fix me, and then do nothing. You don't show them what, what the issue is, what the issues are. You're expecting the, the, the client or the, the doctor to figure it out, whereas client-centered says you need to focus on goals. What do you want to happen? What do you want to, what do you want to improve? What do you want to work on? What are your goals that you want to achieve as a result of coming here? Yeah, that's it. No. Well, would, would you do that too or no? Yeah, and then I would then proceed to uh, to look at the goals and to see what, what, what way of seeing life and what values that expresses. It's like that person we listened to some week ago, he wanted to have more sex from his wife. His goal was, how can I get my wife to, to be more interested in sex? That, that may have been his goal. How, how can I achieve that goal? Yeah. I would, I, and some therapists would try to help him develop some strategy for that. I would say, that's not the problem then. The, prob the problem is you're not, not that you're not having enough sex and your wife won't give you sex. That's not the problem. Yes, it is. That's why I come to see you. Well, then you're wasting your time because that's only working on a symptom of the problem. So what's the problem? You're wasting your time. You're wasting your time and money if if that's why you're coming here. Yeah, does it? No. So then, what's the problem? His mode of being. So so the problem you don't, is don't, he needs to be only. The problem is he, he needs to he needs to grow up and master the art of being a more um, more effective and more uh, uh, in simple language a better husband. So, so the only reason why you would listen to huh? rather than trying to get better sex, the goal would be to how to become a better husband. And what does that entail? Well, we don't know yet. But basically what it entails is growing up.
instead of using your wife as a prey and you being the predator on your wife or using your wife as an ally who will help you masturbate. Yes. Let you use her vagina to help you masturbate. Yeah. Is that self-confirmatory? Or it doesn't? Totally. So, yeah. so what about like, uh, So you would just you would just want want to hear, hear her goals just so you could understand her mode of being. Yeah. But but otherwise the goals aren't that important. Just to understand the mode of being. Right. Right. But it's essential for you to know. Well, them. goals. Yeah, goal, goals are can be important as steps toward um, um, preparing to be caught up in the flow. Yes. Then your goals can be helpful, but you're doing that not to achieve the goals. But 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 you said it's better than having no goals. But isn't the flow no goals? Yes. Then how can you say it's better than having no goals? Well, it's just step. In the, it's a concession to a working process. It's yeah. a good step in the right direction. Yeah, because, because it's better than being the hippie and having the goal of no goals. Right. Because at least when you when you're, when you're doing like emotion doing dreaming and stuff, at least you're trying to get goals, and then you can let when, once you realize it doesn't work, then you can let go to the flow. Yeah, and more than that, they don't it's work. Crazy. It's just that they're not sufficient. They're not. That's not enough. There's got to be more to life than that. Surely, there's more to and, life and what than is that? achieving and what your is goals. That? And what is more? Growing up, getting in the flow. Robert. Now the final goal to increase the independence and integration of the client sounds a lot like Bowen's systemic concept of differentiation. How might Gloria achieve differentiation or independence and integration? Now one way might involve her daughter. Yeah, does it? Yeah. Yeah, it's very important to to achieve a sense of independence rather than um, locked into a special relationship or any other form of dependence, because your your freedom is is always limited. Oh, yeah. People talk about that, like you know, it, what do you think of this quote? Someone said, "If you can't be happy by yourself, you're not going to be happy in a relationship." Exactly. But that's not necessarily true. You know, maybe somebody needs a relationship and they'll be happier. Well, they could be more contented. But see, it's not being in a relationship. But but cultivating a special relationship is a creative project, and that can make you happy. So it's not the relationship or the special relationship. It's, it's getting out of yourself and moving into... Um, Mutual participation in the creation of a of a mutually supportive relationship. <coughs> See, that's a major creative step. All right. Yeah, it doesn't. So that, do you understand what I'm saying by that? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. No. She might set a goal to establish more congruence with the person she wants to be, her real self, and the person she wants her daughter to look up to her ideal self with all these goals 
What interventions would we use to achieve them? What do you think about that notion of the ideal soap? Any thoughts on it? Yeah, well, again, that's a, a vision in, in the trans. Hello? 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 Oh, I'm sorry, I hit the. I'm, yeah, what, what are you saying? I spit on my. The ideal self. Um, to, to, yeah, to have a vision of your ideal self is a step in the right direction because when you're looking, what would be my ideal self? It would take a while to come to understand it, but the ideal self would be to be present in a way that your presence is beneficial. Not what you say, not what you do, not what you give, not what you emote. Your very presence. That's as a healing what if someone's ideal self is like I want to be a rock star I want to be an NBA player or something like that. yeah well that's there's nothing wrong with that it's just that that'll never do it yeah, you will never be satisfied so, so someone, made a, someone made a post and he was saying like people say that money can't buy happiness and then it showed a picture of a guy with like some hot chicks and they're like in in, in like a in in on a like a, a tropical island and it says I highly doubt that. What do you think about that, Gabba? Yeah, well, so there's a difference between happiness and contentment and excitement and pleasure. So you you would say that those people on the island, you know, living it up, they're they're not really happy. They're just in, experiencing pleasure and excitement and stuff. Yeah. But they could also be happy. You don't know, right? Yeah, you could be. I mean, they they they, they could. Again, it goes back it goes back to goes back to to um, to Daisy. See, being on the yacht with Daisy doesn't make you happy, but see, it's what happens to you when you fall in love with Daisy that makes you happy. It wasn't Daisy that made you happy. It's what happened to you when you. When all of these things happened as a result of your creative projects that led to your having a yacht in the Bahamas, that's what made you happy. But eventually you'll discover that's not enough. Just talk to any of the, any of the basketball players that make $100 million a year. I mean $40 million a year. So it's, it's a creative project. It's, it's them going outside of themselves that made them happy, but that was just a byproduct, the yacht and everything. Yep. Oh. Well, according to Rogers, there are generally no specific techniques involved. This may be evident from the beginning of Rogers' video when he tells Gloria that he has no set plan for therapy, but only wants to genu genuinely connect with her and reflect what she's feeling. Roger's therapeutic model offers a lot of relational factors, but the lack of therapeutic technique... What do you think about that, Gavin? Yeah, it was... See, um... Roger's basic... Uh, vision... Or mission... As a therapist...
therapist was, you know, his vision was that there is in every person, he didn't call it this, but I would call it an emergent property. There is wholeness that's wanting to emerge. It's wanting to unfold. There is a potential, a full potential that's wanting to unfold and that the, the therapist's role is to just facilitate that unfoldment. And he assumes that by, by the quality of his response, responses and his presence, he can facilitate, he can be an agent of that unfoldment. Think See, that's it. a very transpersonal understanding. Yeah. But there are many people who learned uh, non-directive therapy from his teachings and used it as a strategy rather than as an understanding of what I just attempted to explain. Yeah. He says something about reflecting what, what they're feeling, ain't it, doesn't it? Yeah, well, reflecting everything that they're saying by reflecting them, helping them to get more clearly in touch with it. That, that, that. Uh, his understanding was, his understanding was that that's that's another step in the un unfolding of their potential. That really just depends on having a, a really intelligent, like astute psychologist, right? It does. Yeah, it depends on discernment. Exactly. You have to be like artistic, almost, right? sometimes cause problems when culture is considered. The lack of interventions places limits on what therapists can do within the session, making their teaching, guiding, or psychoeducation role more difficult to administer. The non-directive approach of person... It does? Yeah, that's it. It's, you know, I've told you this about this colleague of mine in training that after every session in the first, I think about a whole year that he was seeing Dr. Hora, Dr. Hora would sit and listen for the half hour and then at the end of the hour he would stick out his tongue at Bob and say goodbye. And that doesn't? See, that's a, that's a very poetic, powerful, poetic response. And that doesn't? You said they, they they limited it though. They limited it. It doesn't. Uh, I don't. I don't know what you're saying. The therapy may not be sufficient for clients of some cultures, and many believe that the goals of the model are necessary, but not necessarily sufficient for therapeutic progress. The therapist tends not to challenge the client, which may make change difficult. Please keep these issues in mind when considering cult. What do you think about that, Gavin? Yeah, well, I think that is a, a limitation. See, see, when Dr. Horace stuck his tongue out, he was challenging. But, but that, you know, then you get people like Donald Trump who are like, yeah, well, I'm just challenging people when I was yelling at those people, women of color. It wasn't because I'm racist or ego-oriented. I was just challenging them. That was my way of inspired response yeah yeah well that that's what happened to many of the students of non-directive person-centered therapy no but what i'm saying is that, that, no, that, people, that people listen to look at what dr horace says and they say okay well i'm gonna start sticking my tongue out of people and then 
Like, how, how do we know that he was doing an inspired response, or how do we know it wasn't ego oriented? And, and you know, and then and then and then who are we to say then once once Donald Trump starts doing crazy shit like, oh fuck you, flipping off people and like, no, this is my this is my uh, you know inspired response. You know, that once once we get into this realm, then now now where are we gonna cut the line? And that's that's why you know maybe Rogers had it better because Rogers at least was saying, okay, don't do anything like Donald Trump oriented. You know, any thoughts on that? Just look at the results. That's all. But also, you have to look at the software of the person doing it, or what? Well, you know, it's it's that question See, of like the, re huh? the results will will show you the software of the person doing it. Alter from a person-centered therapy standpoint. Now, with its lack of structure, it may be more challenging to establish a process of therapy in terms of the person-centered therapy model. Here's a general outline, and please pause to review. Note that the client's self-assessment and motivation to change are essential to success in person-centered therapy. The therapist also needs to set the stage by providing an attentional function, which includes being congruent, empathic and offering unconditional positive regard so that the client it doesn't yeah what, what, what do you think this unconditional must, huh? well you must unconditional positive regard is to see uh, the the client as perfectly capable of growing up it's just a natural inherent property in every individual to grow up and to want to be in the flow, that's, you, you, you see everyone, the, the fault doesn't lie in them. So you don't see him as like bipolar, you don't see him as bipolar, but you see him as a diamond. Right, exactly. Yeah, brother. No. Be able to do what is necessary. You don't give him the label. Positive growth and change. Therapist and client work dynamically a corrective emotional experience in which the client re-experiences the old unsettled conflict but with a new ending the process involves equality in the therapeutic realm and not a one up one down relationship focuses on the here it doesn't yeah well more than see roger saw it as equality but he also um, participated in such a way that it was more than equality. It's oneness. Yeah, but it was understood by most psychology as as equality. Equality means we're focused on the ego self, on the self, like making it. But but oneness is like no, we're different, but we we both we both have potential to be in the flow. Yes, exactly. Now. And the therapist controls the process of therapy, but not the content. The client's motivation and insight are thus key ingredients for success in terms of Roger's therapeutic approach. For spiritual implications, I'll simply ask the question, what's in your wallet? And we'll explore this further in class. 
Now, the second humanistic existential model I want to discuss is existential therapy. That's enough. We can go to that one next. Any thoughts, Adam? No. Can I just ask you a quick couple questions over quick? So, um, so you 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 like you like Rogers, but you thought it was too interpersonal to what? No, no. Um, I think he was he made a major step toward a transpersonal uh, perspective. But but people just misinterpreted it. Yes. So, so real, real quick question. What do you think about this? There was a student who was barred. My friend posted, "Student, student will be barred from graduation unless he cuts his dreadlocks." School says, and then, and then they got. And then my friend posted, "This is, this is effing BS, dude. This is effing BS, dude. What do you think about that? What think about what the, what the school did or what the guy's comment was? Both. I go back to Bill Walton saying you don't need to cut your hair in order to play basketball. See, the guy didn't need to go to that college, but if you choose to go to that college, you you, you choose if you pull your chair up to blackjack table, you play blackjack. You play according to the rules of the table where you're sitting. Is the or order you depend on? Yeah. Any thoughts on? But, but but so when my friend responded, it was more like good guy, bad guy, right versus wrong, right? Yeah. Like in kind of connotation ego. But but the thing is though, what if he's right though? What what if you know? Okay, what if sometimes the rules are wrong? What if it, this rule is racist, quote unquote? Because it's because it's based yeah, on dreadlocks. Well, like, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, you can you can point out from a discerning point of view that that's racism or whatever it is. Without being judgmental, you can do that. See, like there's just, there was a thing on the internet today or yesterday about some church. It wasn't typical religion that said that uh, this was a church just for white people, and the people in that community said they won't allow such a church to to be there because they don't want to support racism. See, it's important to understand that that. Um, that is racist. That is insider outsider. But the, the the community that's reacting to it and saying you can't have it, that kind of church here is being judgmental in the same way that the church is saying only white people can come. Well, there's so no. It's just two versions. There, there's no such thing as white people. There's no such thing as black people, right? Yeah. But 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 so so but okay. So you're saying that they're being judgmental. How so? How are they being judgmental? Well, they're saying you're wrong. For having such a church. So, so what's the best way to do about this? To let them have the church or what? No, they have a right to do that. They can discern that it's racism and our community is not going to support but, racism. But you don't have to be judgmental about it and ego-oriented. Not too much. Exactly. But, but, you're, but you're never going to – you're always going to get people stuck in that software that are going to do that though, right? That's correct. Yeah, it doesn't? So the town has to decide what they want to do about it. Are they going to tolerate it? Or are they going to say, um, 
a concession to a working process. It's like saying slavery is illegal. We're not going to participate in the support of slavery any longer. They didn't correct the software, but it was a concession to a working process toward an awareness of non-duality. Yeah. Any other thoughts? And a quick, quick question, what do you think about this quote right here? It's just someone said, this whole come to earth and pretend to be human thing turned out to be harder than I thought. Yeah, yeah it's hard to pretend. See, when that we're only being humans. It's hard to forget that we're, we're, we're only being humans. We're not human beings. Yeah, doesn't. But, but, but what, about, what about the idea, are we human or are we dancer? Doesn't. Yeah, we're dancing the human dance. Remember that song, Are We Human or Are We Dancer? Yeah. You like that, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, be, you know, there was this girl, too, and she was saying, like, oh, yeah, it's, it's human supremacists that we're allowed to eat animals and stuff. Any thoughts of that? No. But, but I mean, I mean, to say, like, that we're, you, that's human supremacists, again, she's creating a dualistic ego identity. Even saying I am a human, and those are animals. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But but isn't that a lot different though than saying I'm white and they're black though? Isn't there like a, a, a white versus black is different than than human and animal? Or is well, it? It's still, it's, it's still a form of dualistic still thinking. Dualistic. Yeah. It's yeah. it's not helpful. And some are a little harder to get free of than others. Yeah, but 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 okay. we. Okay. Uh, but 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 really quick, but but in terms of the animals, though, like it, it's it's more of a concession to allow the eating of animals because you know animals are instinctual. They they don't they don't provide as much of a you know they, they don't have memories. They don't have intellect. And eating them, you're not losing as much as if you ate a human. Like if you ate a human, you might lose a whole encyclopedia of knowledge, or you might lose you know somebody who could have been a doctor or something. Whereas if you eat an animal, not really. You're not. Any thoughts of that? No. Hey, I gotta go. We'll talk to you later. All right, thanks, everybody.